I'm ready. <laughs> what if I do the whole podcast like this? Perfect. Okay. already on with the show nice. all right our minds are vegetated all right i thought you said agitated well me too you can't quite understand him all the time vegetated yeah makes me think about vegetables oh he's quoting the song from the movie oh are we laying like broccoli <laughs> <laughs> oh we are the movie dummies dummies who talk movies uh there's only three of us here this week i'm joe i'm shannon and I'm Angela, except I'm going to talk like this the whole time. All right, she's doing a, <laughs> doing a character. Your name will be Bruce. I'm Bruce. All right, Bruce. 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 Uh, uh, I will talk like this. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please I, don't. I, I really, uh, shoot me. I, oh, dear God. <laughs> shoot me. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. I, I don't like that line. I got to get the longer version of that quote because right after that he says, and I'm going to break your effing spine. I love it. I love Arnold. Mm. <laughs> Who doesn't love Arnold? Oh, oh yeah, man. that's right, me. So yeah, this week we're going to talk uh, Airheads, a movie from 1994. Um, a movie I had pleasant memories of. We'll see how they hold up in a minute. And we're going to do Absolutely. things... Changing up a little bit, as you notice, there's new theme music, everybody, thanks to Abandoned on, on uh, SoundCloud for that. Give us permission to use it, which is nice and fun. And uh, we're going to switch up Shannon's game. Yay! And yeah, I think we're going to skip the, the Price is Right games going forward. Okay. So, yeah, going forward, we're just going to be dumber. Movie dumber. Dumber. Oh. <sighs> That, that's oh my gosh, word. kill her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a moaner. <gasps> he used my word. <laughs> it, it got her to stop. <laughs> it got her to stop. So before we talk about airheads, uh, let's talk about some recommendations. And remember, Shannon, don't use them all. Uh, okay. We're recording again tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, a little inside baseball. So tell me half of your recommendations, Shannon. <laughs> Okay, so this week I'm recommending a movie I watched last week. You don't have to say that. Oh, well, it came out last week. That it did. It's A Quiet Place, starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um, I was very surprised at this movie. Tell me what John Krasinski's character's name is. I have no idea. (laughs) Emily Blunt's? Wife. (laughs) His, they all, his husband. They all had names. They never used them. Did no, they, they they never they used the kids' names. Okay. Yes, they did, but they never used their names. Interesting. Yeah. I, I I remember in the credits his name was Ed, but I don't remember her name. Oh wow. Hmm. Yeah. But Joe had to like trick me into seeing this movie. I, you knew exactly what it was about. Well, okay. Honesty. The first time I saw this preview, I laughed at it, and I said, that looks like the dumbest horror movie I've ever seen. Oh, no. We saw that trailer <laughs> yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. His name's not Ed. It's Lee. Oh, you were wrong. Her name's Evelyn. Uh, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. And their last names are Abbott. Okay. Anyway. Very uh, generic. Generic. They're white, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. Tell me about... How I tricked you. Well, you didn't trick me. Like I said, the I know first I preview, I thought, this is going to be dumb. But the second preview, I was like, She uh, was grabbing no. my arm and like for hanging out for life during uh, the trailer. She's like, this looks wow. so scary. I'll never see that. Then I convinced her. I was like, sure, I'll be a loving wife and go see a movie with my husband. And what happened? I loved it. Suck it. Loved it. <laughs> I've never been like 
well, it's suspensed not... and crying at the same time. Yeah, it, <laughs> it isn't. I knew you would like this one. I had watched so many like interviews with Krasinski talking about the process and talking about what it was. And like he gave a, a, a talk at like South by Southwest after he showed the movie. And he said there was a standing ovation after the movie. And I was like, and I listened to what he said. And I'm like, Shannon will like this movie. I guarantee she will like this movie. Well, I, I, I'm so glad. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. Joe, you recommend it too? I also recommend A Quiet Place. I think it deserves Oscar attention. Come, yes. uh, come January next year, I think that... Dun, dun. Krasinski and the uh, the two people who wrote the original screenplay uh, deserve a nomination, and I think Emily Blunt deserves oh, a nomination yes. as well. I agree. I agree with you. A nomination, but not a win. Oh no! I don't really both? care who wins because it's all political. You know, oh, it is gotcha. it is what it is. But uh, these type of movies deserve attention. Where I'm going to talk about another horror thing in a minute, and it's not good. And most horror is bullcrap, but you get movies like Get Out and It, and now this, A Quiet Place, and you start to see this sort of renaissance. There was another movie I watched on Netflix about a Norse, it's like a Norse horror thing. It was very good. It had an ending. They didn't write themselves into a corner and go, oh, we'll just end the movie now. Most horror (laughs) movies don't have endings. I kind of liked no. how this movie ended. And know. it's stupid, and I'm tired of these horror movies just writing themselves into a corner and going, yeah, we'll just end it here. We'll just go to cut to black. That'll be fine. No, figure it out. You know, this movie had an ending. The characters all had an arc. And mm-hmm. you can't, because that, that's what a good film does. Right. And horror films, I mean, there's rarely ever any character development, you know, especially when it's just like a... A serial killer or something like that. You Correct. Know. Right. There's it's, the bimbo. It's just, there's the jock. <laughs> but there is four characters in this movie, and they all go through <sighs> changes. That is that's rare for any type of movie <laughs> where you have four main characters and they all go through an arc. That's not common. No, not at all. But I really enjoyed it. So next, Shannon. Okay, my other recommendation. Any Hallmark movies? Uh, I'm gonna have to wait. Okay. Because it's part of the segment. Okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my other recommendation is a TV series that's on Netflix called The Lizzie Borden Chronicles. Mm, yeah, you watched Ooh, that Ooh, that sounds interesting. I, it kind of reminded me of the other horror that I watched. Horror? Not horror. But, oh. Um, you watching horrors? What's it called? Who doesn't like, watch horrors? Penny Dreadful kind of uh, reminds me of uh, that TV series. It's very dark and like uh, creepy. Do you know, sure. Do you know much about Lizzie Borden's story? Oh, she no, is know. it real? Oh yeah, Lizzie Borden yeah. is a real person. Yeah. Oh wow, that totally if, takes us on a new. I level. was going to ask if it was uh, if it was true to life, but if you weren't I have with the... not read about Lizzie Borden, so now I'm curious because she's an axe murderer. I watched yeah. the first season and I was like, "Holy lord, can this chick kill?" And they had a no supernatural episode about Lizzie Borden. Believes her. She and en- she enjoyed it quite a bit. But that's what I kind of like about the show. It wasn't supernatural at all. It was all pretty much like realistic mm. in nature. Um, so I would say give it a watch. Uh, Christina Ricci I does do a great that. job. Yeah, it's Christina Ricci. Right? <gasps> Oh, Christina Ricci plays Lizzie. Yes, it's worth oh, it. Oh, I'm I'm so in. I'm, yep. I'm going to watch this. It's going to be wonderful. Okay. So that's my other recommendation. Is that it? Yeah. I All have right. Two recommendations for this week. Angela, what is your one recommendation? <laughs> I actually have two. <gasps> what? No way. I know, right? Um. So I watched a movie. On Netflix called When the When We Met or something like that. Gosh, now it, it was so long ago. Now I can't remember what it was called. Hmm. hmm. It was when like we When met. We Met or The Way We Met or Who was Adam that? Devine. When We First Met. Adam Devine. Yeah. When and, We First and Alexander Met. Alexander yes. Daddario. Yeah, yeah. I watched this movie. I recommended it a while okay. ago. 
Joe did, told did me you? to watch it. Yeah, it's cute. It is cute. It was a lot better I than mean, I thought it was going to be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's nothing super spectacular about it. It's, you know, it's a standard rom-com. It's incredibly predictable, but Adam Devine well, it's is not that super charming. Predictable. Oh, it's incredibly predictable. The first time that chick showed up on screen, I was like, oh, he's supposed to be with her, not the chick he's chasing. Right, but this is a Groundhog Day scenario. You think he's going to get the girl? Yeah, but I thought he was going to get the girl he ended up getting, oh, okay. not the one he was chasing. Well, they they tried to throw that at you. But, they did. Uh, they Alexander did. They Daddario tried to make it. And Robbie Amell, they're both pretty enough to be together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Robbie Amell? That's yeah, yeah. Stephen Amell's brother, right? Cousin. That's, that's why. I, cousin. Okay. Yeah. They look similar. That's, yeah. I'm like, he looks familiar, but I know I've never seen him in anything. That's why. Oh, he's been in tons of Steven. stuff. He's a working actor. Oh, I'm. Sh- I, uh, yeah, it's just. I don't watch very much okay, stuff. Put your moaner away. As you know. Okay. So, um, but yeah, especially when, you know, Adam Devine is, is puking and, <laughs> and Robbie Amell shows, you know, comes in and he's like, he's like, I'm going to get you some Gatorade. I'm going to get you some crackers and everything's going to be just fine. He's just, you know, he's obviously such a nice guy. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, well, obviously, you know, obviously they belong together. You know, they're gonna, he's not going to get out from this relationship because he's a nice guy if he'd have been a douche then that would make sense you know right. a wedding crashers and sack right and so. then you know there is a scenario where adam divine does get everything he wants and it does he does not, it all, he's not happy right it's not what he wants it, it's 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 what he wants but it's not really what he wants because she doesn't she's she not happy love him right he so, more than he anything he her, just wants her to be happy right but spoiler alert! Anything, spoiler <laughs> alert! That everything he loves about her, she stole from her roommate. Yeah, that's you know that's a total how I met your mother move. Right. So that was it was it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was, it was cute. I recommend wow. you watch it. I don't sure. need to see it now. Thank you. Well, oh, no, sure it's cute. You, you should watch it. It's cute. Watch it. It's funny. I, I enjoyed it. Kind of reminds me of a Hallmark movie. It's like you know what's going to happen, but you watch it anyway. Yeah, but there's good acting yeah. in it. There is good acting in it. And Adam Devine is delightful and charming. Uh, Okay. Anyways, what's your next thing, book? My next thing. (laughs) (laughs) My next thing is uh, Ricky Gervais' new stand-up special. Also on Netflix. Um, He's catching a lot of flack for it. I'm sure he is. He catches a lot of flack for pretty much everything he does. Um, I've been a fan of Ricky's ever since Joe introduced me to his... At, uh, his radio show via podcast in England. Yep, that he did in mm-hmm. England with uh, Stephen Merchant and Carl Pilkington. And he's probably and, like the pretty, pretty much the first podcaster. He probably, yeah. And it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. You know, he's he's really funny. I just I enjoy his brand of comedy, and I'm sure one of the things he's getting the most flack for is his bit about uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Yes. But I thought it was hysterical. I was dying laughing. You, and you he know, makes Dave a Chappelle good point. took crap for his thing on Caitlyn Jenner too, so But he makes a good point. You know, he wasn't he wasn't making fun of her because she's transgender. He was making fun of her because she killed somebody with her car. I mean It's not a she, dude. That's a dude. Well, either way, regardless. He killed someone he, she, with his car? I, you know, yes. if, the, if the dude wants to change his name to Caitlyn, I'll honor that, but that's still a man. Is he in jail? No, he's no. not, because he's Bruce Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner or he's, whoever he he's is He's Caitlyn now. now. What the? Sure, but I'm that was... He's a rich white dude. Right. I don't care. I don't care yeah. if you're so white. That's, but that was, you know, it was Ricky Gervais. Uh, he told a joke at, at the Golden Globes or something like that about the fact that Caitlyn Jenner had killed somebody with his, with his car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, in the stand-up, he's, he's talking about that joke and about how, how much flack he caught for that joke because he was, quote-unquote, transphobic. And he's like, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that he killed somebody with their car, you know, and that's... Yep. So, I thought it was hysterical, and it made a good point. And, that- you know, his... He has a whole bit about... Twitter and how everybody takes everything way too personally and 
Oh, you know, yeah. he's, he's a crapster. He, he's a professional. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He reminds I mean, me he uses of that the guy phrase. In, <laughs> he uses that the phrase. Sorry, I should have left it. <laughs> like what commercial? No, that com- the heckler <laughs> in that medieval commercial oh, with yeah. That's what he Val has the patchy beard of a prepubescent squire. <laughs> Boring. Yeah. That's, that's what he reminds me of. A little bit. He's like, like he's a heckler of popular culture. Yeah. Is that why he can't do the Oscars anymore or why they won't let him? They, I think they're actually thinking about hiring him for the Oscars because people stopped watching the Oscars pretty much. And they're like, because ah. Jimmy Kimmel went up there and did nothing. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was fine, but it wasn't, there was, it was bland. You know, there was nothing. But there's so much that's rife for so much comedy, you know, with the Me Too movement and everything going on. You make jokes about it because that's what comedians do. And Jimmy Kimmel, he's so far away from the man show now that he just, he can't even joke about this stuff anymore. The only thing people can joke about safely is Donald Trump. And the dude (laughs) is a joke. It's so easy. Yeah. It's like that. It, it's not even funny anymore. It's, yeah, it's, it's just not kind even of like it's not even comedy. It start, right. It's starting to be, be like, all right, now you're just depressing me because this person is the president of the United States. <laughs> you know, and it, it is what it is. People think the world's going to end, but it's like in a couple of years. Carter, you remember me? <laughs> in a couple of years, we're we're going to forget about it pretty much. He's not doing anything right. that's going to have any lasting harm. He hasn't done anything at all as alienating or as viciously horrible to the country as Obamacare. So oh. the Affordable Care Act, you know, killed me, devastated, killed everyone. 30 million families. <laughs> it helped 30 million, but it also devastated 30 million more. So it took the middle class and said, goodbye, insurance. Yep. Right. So Gosh. whatever. The dude's a doofus. Does anybody surprise that he does doofusy things? No, no. They're trying to, they're trying to take him down I mean, because he banged a porn star. Does that shock anybody? No. no. And if she's the only, you know what? What I would be shocked about is if she was the only one. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. you know. Just a short while ago, we had a president lie on under oath about stuffing cigars and in interns, I, and the I, left forgets about that. I didn't right. do that. He straight up lied. I know he did. That, that's a that's a crime. I know. Yep. I he, watched it. He got away with it. So he sure did. Whatever. This is enough politics talk for this week. Okay, Joe, what yep. are your recommendations? What are my recommendations? Well, my recommendations are A Quiet Place. Please go see it in done the theater. It. In the theater. Theater. I know the, the movie's done. The movie has done very well. Um, Ready Player One has been a box office flop, so that sucks. Very much so. Um, yeah. But, uh,. A Quiet Place has done very well, and that makes me happy. So, well, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. The next movie I want to recommend, I re- I don't really recommend you watch it. I had to watch it for my school class. It's a movie from I don't know. I'll have to look it up. It's a few years back, probably 2011. A few years. 2012. Oh, that's just a few. Um, it's got some good uh, good actors in it. It's called Compliance, and it's about the 2004 story. And I remember this story. Um, specifically because of various reasons, I guess. I, it was it was very heavy in the news, and it was about the guy who called up a McDonald's and said, you know, you're going to have to strip search this employee, and they proceeded to abuse oh, this poor I girl. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you remember this? They yeah, proceeded to awful. abuse this poor girl for hours, including her getting raped. Yes. By accident, basically. Like these people all get in over their head, and to read the story was like infuriating. But yeah, to, to it watch it play awful. out on screen, it made me I, so I can't angry. Even imagine. I don't recommend you watch it unless, like, you're like really into um, the Bill of Rights, and you just want to see those rights get violated in almost every single way. Then go ahead, watch it. But I'm not into that. It it was so made me so angry that nobody in this situation understood that this poor girl has all the rights in the world to say, no, you cannot strip search me. And that just because some dickhead's on the phone, you don't have to do what he says. You know, it's like, and the, sh- the most shocking part is this dude pulled this off for like 
20 years. Yeah. At numerous places. This was not the first time that this that this had no. happened. Mm. And just because he says he's in a position of authority, people were just doing whatever he said, including like strip searching and then like shoving their hands in this poor girl. And he got he got this other dude to make her give him a blowjob. And for whatever reason, this dude didn't say no. He's like, why is this part of the thing? That He didn't question it. He just did it. And he felt so awful that he left right afterwards and called his best friend and said, I just did something horrible. It's just, but it's amazing what, you know, what the simple threat of, or I, I can't even, it, it's almost like mob mentality at that point. Like you're not even thinking for yourself. Yeah, it's, you a, it's a form of hysteria, but for real people, if someone tells you to do something you're not comfortable with and they threaten you Don't. with jail, say, take me to jail. Right. Yes. Okay. Especially, especially if it involves violating another human being. Yes. Yeah. And especially if they're just on the dang phone. Right. Oh, my God. Especially if they're on the phone. I mean, if somebody's on the phone telling you to force yourself upon somebody else, hang up the phone. Even if, if this cop real showed up cops, in person. show up. Right. If it's this cop's in person, in uniform, and he's telling me still to violate somebody's rights, I still wouldn't believe it. No. Right. You know what I no, mean? No. I'm not going to do that. You have the right. You have the right, and you have the duty—not just the right, the duty—to protect other people's rights as much as your own. (laughs) I did say duty. So, watch or don't watch that movie. Um, If you just really want to know what it's about, Wikipedia, the story—it's all there. It's so disturbing. Disturbing. I can't even imagine. I mean, I've seen. I remember when that story came out. I saw some security camera footage of it. I mean, obviously not anything graphic, but oh, there's some graphic security camera footage. I know. I didn't watch it though. I didn't watch anything that was too too graphic at the time. But it's... even the even the you know just the like the strip search part. Oh, it was awful. It's awful. It was horrible to watch even security camera footage. I can't imagine sitting through a two hour movie. It wasn't two hours, this. thankfully. And I remember when it came out, I was like, I'm never watching this movie. I know what this is about. I know I'm going to be angry, but I had to do it for school, and I was <clears> right. I got angry. So. Yeah, he told me all about it at dinner, and I was like, "Stop talking! Stop talking!" I was pissed <laughs> off, man. Like I can't. I mean, why would they make a movie about this? It why? did. It why, had how its did this intended happen? effect. It. I think it's for people who think that it's not possible because right. there's a lot of those movies. There, there's an educational experience in here. Like we get angry because we know that that's wrong. It's it's evident from this movie that nobody mm. knows that. I watched a movie like this. It was like the story of Benjamin or something. It was on Netflix. And I recommended it not too long ago. But it was about a mother who killed her own son. So oh, yeah, yeah. the dad couldn't be a part of him. And wasn't then it, killed the wasn't dad, it too. like, oh, man, it a letter from dep- my father or something yeah, like that? Yeah, a letter from, it was like a letter from Benjamin or something own. like that, yeah. It was so depressing. I was like, how are people, why are people like this? Like, yeah, what is going on in their brain? Yeah, but, the dude who committed the, the, the calling crimes is evidently so deviant, you know, like, and he was like a family man, wife and kids, regular job. Oh. Just, there's something, ugh, people are sick. Yeah. So what happens when you don't have any natural enemy, you have to go make them. Ugh. Anyways, for my last recommendation, I want to not recommend Netflix's horror series. What's up? You're oh. pointing. Do you hear the storm? Yeah, I hear the storm. Hopefully we don't lose power. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Netflix horror series called Requiem. It is very good until the last episode. Then it's does the they wrote themselves into a corner and they... Wow, this is the one you were mentioning. They hit stop. It's not as bad as some... Um. But I just I can't fully recommend it. I'd probably give it like a five out of ten. I mean, there it's really strong throughout the whole thing. But I just don't like the way it ended. I thought it was a cop out. Ah, good So maybe they'll fix it if they do a second season. Was it that bad? Stop doing the voice. (laughs) But I can't quite recommend it. I mean, watch it at your own peril if you really love horror like I do, and you got. Nope. Six hours to spare? Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> Otherwise, you might want to go watch uh, something better like Daredevil or, I don't know, the new Lost in Space is out. So, yeah. So, 
So that was it. That's our recommendations. And before we head into Airheads, we usually do Shannon's Impression Corner, but we got something new for you guys this week. You ready? I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> Shannon's Hallmark Theater. Yeah, Shannon's Hallmark Theater. She She's going to act out a scene, or we are all going to act out a scene, depending on the movie she picks, and then we have to guess what it's about. I can't wait. I'm so okay. excited. Oh my gosh. It's so, going to be awesome. So this week, Shannon and Joe will be acting out a scene, so that means, Angela, you get to guess. because Okay. I think Joe will have an idea. I already guessed exactly what this movie was yeah. about, just based on the name. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, and it's also going to be one of my recommendations for this week. So, if you can't quite figure it out from the scene we're about to act out, she'll tell you the name of the movie, and we'll see if you can figure out the plot of the movie. Okay. 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 Go ahead. Okay. You ready, Joe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, breathe, breathe. Why am I so nervous? You are. I'm the one on a date. You look nice. I know my whole business is riding on this. I know. The future of my entire kingdom is riding on you getting this right. You win. You ready? I think so. So. Okay, that's That's it. That's it. All right. So. We're not very good actors, are we? No, so I'm thinking, so Joe's on a date, and he also has a kingdom, so he is a <laughs> prince of some kind mm-hmm. who is, I, I can't figure out what Shannon is. She might be some kind of ghost, or... <laughs> who has a business? <laughs> who has a business, so maybe like a, like a fairy godmother type of person. This is better. They need to make this movie. <laughs> a fairy godmother. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, this is the best game we've ever played. <laughs> I mean, you're on the date, right? So I'm picturing that. No, like I, there. he's going on a date. I'm setting oh. him up. I don't the... think she quite transcribed the quote correctly. So this is fun. No, okay. this is word for word from the movie. I watched it I'm gonna, and typed it. I'm going to keep going. I'm just okay. going to keep going with what I got. So. So I'm picturing, like, Shannon, like, floating in the background, all invisible to the date, right? So she's like a fairy godmother helping the prince go on a blind date with the princess of a neighboring country. Ooh. Okay. I love where this is going. To merge things and stuff, but he hates her. That's what ends up happening. Hates his date? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And falls in love with who? The ghost? <laughs> yes, with the fairy godmother. And the kingdom falls to shambles because, you know, the prince so can't marry a fairy godmother. He's going <laughs> to marry the cougar, the old fairy godmother. The or is the fairy lady. godmother young? Necrophilia! Oh, it's young. She's young. She's not like the, uh, Cinderella's Oh, she died godmother. young, this she's... poor woman. Okay, yeah. so... No, she's a fairy. How about you guess the movie based on the title. <laughs> okay. okay. You're, you're surprisingly not too far off. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the title is Royal Matchmaker. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does that change so anything? Yeah, yeah. So Shannon's character is a matchmaker. Okay, yeah. but, but then what her happens? Up with, well, it matches her up with a princess that he hates, and he ends up meeting a common girl that he falls in love with. But, oh, come know. on. You're so close. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I no. was, but yeah. I'm not anymore. Well, there's just one part you got to add at the end. That common girl is. Oh, she's really a princess, isn't she? No. 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 He falls in love with the matchmaker. Come on. It was right there. Oh, really? Yep. She, he falls in. Oh, okay. They spent All so right. much time I'm together. Yeah. We're right. Well, she was trying to fix him up with somebody else that, you know, they fell in love you were closer okay. with the fairy godmother ghost. That was great. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. This is the best game ever. We have to keep this going in perpetuity, I think. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that new theme music there was courtesy of the best cartoon in the 90s. So. so it was Bethany Joy 
Was that her name? Bethany Beth- Joy Lenz, Lenz or whatever. Yeah. She um, was from on One, One Tree, Tree Hill. Hill. And Will Kemp, whoever he is. He's from the, the Royal Matchmaker. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> it aired just this spring, 2018. And I was pleasantly surprised watching it, even though it was very predictable. It was somewhat cute. Um, and I recommend it. I gave it like a 6 out of 10, I believe. And my review is at moviedummies.com. Moviedummies.com. Yeah, I said All that right. already. Okay, guys, on to Airheads. The year was 1994, and Brendan Fraser was one of the busiest men in showbiz. He had already had hits with Encino Man and School Ties in 92, but in 1994, he was in With Honors, Airheads, In the Army Now. He was a cameo as Link from Encino Man, which he did in all the Pauly Shore movies. Um, And he was in The Scout with Albert Brooks. Steve Buscemi was already in the middle of doing what Steve Buscemi does best, be an awesome working actor. Uh, 1994 was not a bad year for him, as he was in Airheads, Pulp Fiction, and Somebody to Love. Wow. Adam Sandler was the relative unknown here, at least in film. He had been on SNL since 1990 and had a small part in Coneheads, but in 1995, things would blow up for him when he made Billy Madison. The star power yep. of this movie is incredible. Yep. Along with it the three stars, outrageous. we have Chris Farley, Michael McKeon, Judd Nelson, Ernie Hudson, Reg E. Kathy, rest in peace, David Arquette, Michael Richards, and Joe Montaigne. Like all the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. The star power would not turn into box office or critical acclaim, however, as the movie was panned by critics and was a financial flop. The score of 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, uh, you know, while noted film critic Peter Travis from Rolling Stone enjoyed the film, praising the film stars, the critical consensus is that it had promise but floundered at the opportunity. The box office Aww. did no better on a budget of $11 million, Aww. which is modest given all the star no, power. No, no. It only made $5.7 million. Whoa. But Yikes. what do the movie dummies think of the movie? <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that title sequence, huh? Uh, it is so 1994. I felt I, I, I felt my six-year-old self just going, oh, okay. Eight-year-old self. <laughs> I can't I even fit do the math movie, today. Though. It did fit the movie. I was like 16 in 1994. No, you weren't. No, you weren't, but that's okay. <laughs> How old was I? Hold on. Do, qu- do some quick math. Wow. You were like 11. No, wow. you were like 13. I was 12, you were 13. This is the year yeah. my sister graduated high school. Mm. Wow, your sister's old. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is the year our brother graduated high school. I was going to say, didn't your no. brother graduate around the no, same time? No, he, he didn't graduate till 96. Oh. He was supposed to graduate in 95, but... Oh, that's right, yeah. So just one year different, guys. Jeez. Yeah, I know, I know. So, I, I was not looking forward to this movie because I hate cheesy movies. So, but it, it, you know, I will tell you this: Brendan Fraser can pull off this look anytime. He should look this way now. <laughs> I think he, people he pretty underestimate, good, right? yeah, his acting ability. Absolutely, I, yes, he is one of the. I think the. He's one of the biggest unsung great actors of our generation. I mean, he he really is just really good, and I don't think he gets nearly enough credit. Personally, I don't think so. You know, especially I, I for this great. movie, he does a phenomenal he's, job. He's got like a uh, earnestness to him that makes you you know he's a big dude and he he kind of looks like an oaf, but he's right. just got this earnestness about him that makes you like feel for like him. him. Yes. Yeah. Chaz? Chaz? Charisma. Chaz. 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 Chester. Chester. So oh, play man. Dungeons and Dragons. And and Judd Nelson and Kayla are the worst <laughs> things ever to hit screens in this movie. Oh, <laughs> They're both so it, douchey. I mean, Judd Nelson, is his character is super douchey, but he super does duper. it really, really well. <laughs> he does it really well, though. Oh, yeah. With his ponytail it, and all. He comes through. No, that, that who are we talking Michael about? McKeon. Judd Nelson. Judd the Nelson, record the, the record producer. Which one? The one that came in and signed. The real one. Okay. Not, not Harold yeah. Ramis. The the one in the very where in the very beginning he's just, he won't take the demo and he's oh, just like no 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 okay. I don't want that and then he's just like all right super duper and closes. He the looked door like he had face. a fake goatee. It's just slick. Oh, he did. Yeah, I'm just sure might have been stick fake. some hair there to make him look older than he is. And I thought, you know, watching this movie, I think this is the most normal Steve Buscemi has ever looked. Probably. Yeah. I think this and, look suited him. And I 
I think this might be one of the most normal characters he <laughs> has ever played. I, you know, even though he was kind of out there, he was still just like a normal dude. I wonder yeah. if the next time he works with Adam Sandler himself, it's probably he plays probably the weirdest character he's ever played. <laughs> right, which one? Because they're all weird. In the Sandler movies, he gets pretty weird, but. In Billy Madison, it's really weird. It's really weird. He's putting he lipstick is on. The weirdest. He's got Glad a list of people he's gonna kill. Oh yeah. Right. I wonder if when he's signing this, he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do five movies. I don't care how stupid I look, as long as I get paid this for the rest of my life." Nah, I think they just like each other. I think they became like friends. That. Yeah. Let's be yeah. stupid. Okay. Now they were they were playing brothers in this movie, right? So right. they probably bonded. During Ooh, you know whatever they this. you become friends with somebody become yeah. friends with somebody and alan covert's in this movie right. too a longtime adam sandler collaborator he's one of yeah. the yeah yeah he doesn't i don't even think he has any lines he has a line in the background yeah A-line. um ernie hudson says something to him and he's like chris farley is right and there. the yeah he's standing next to farley and the dude goes they're around back blah 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 blah, blah whatever and he runs away and then chris farley right. does chris farley Chris Farley actually uses the same line that he uses in uh, in Billy Madison, and I I didn't realize I thought it was a callback to that. I didn't realize that Billy Madison happened after. So yeah, his line in Billy Madison is actually a callback to this. Great, grand, wonderful, wonderful, yeah. And in my head, I'm going, no yelling on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> when they're all stoned, eating all the kids' lunches. Right. <laughs> Wow. Ooh, eat 30 sack lunches. <laughs> it's a dang Sasquatch. That's who. <laughs> I don't think Shannon's ever seen Billy Madison. Yes, I have. Yes, oh, yeah? I have. Okay. Uh, you hate it, don't you? No, I like it. I just haven't wow. seen it in a while. With Adam Sandler going back to school? Yeah. yeah. Back mm-hmm. to school. Yep. And he falls in love with the teacher. Yep. I've yeah, seen and it. she hates him yep. at first. At first. Can only resist Adam Sandler so long uh, in his two movie. Times two right? is four. Uh, so these these idiots, then they're all established pretty early on as idiots. They live this yeah, gross yeah. rock and they're roll right. existence. Yep, and in that, a van. That kind of life, I don't yeah. know if it even really exists anymore. Or well, they work in a toy I store. I don't think so. Yeah, no. Well, Steve Buscemi worked in a toy store. Right. Uh, Adam Sandler cleaned pools. Oh yeah, which, and I don't think it's ever established that Brendan Fraser has a job. No, he has no. he has no job. He's just trying yeah. to get the band signed. That's why right. Kayla breaks he, up with him. Right, because he's a loser who, you know, will never make it as a rock star, and he needs to just give up his dream. And blah, what blah, is blah. her job? She works in an uh, office all day, taking hope. coffee breaks and smoking cigarettes. So she's a oh. secretary. Something, yeah. Something. He just that says office. Awful onesies. Gosh. Yeah. It was the nineties. That was, that was a banging leotard, yeah, for sure. I think they're definitely going after the Heather Locklear look for her. I think so she too. She was banging who Tommy was Lee. That, by the way. Some chick who doesn't act in movies anymore. Oh, okay. All right. She did a couple Fair more enough. movies here and there throughout her career, but she quit she, in like two thousand nine or something like that. You know who she reminded me of actually? Who? Kelly Bundy. A little bit. She's yeah. like a dime store Christina Applegate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely doesn't have Christina Applegate's acting chops, that's for sure. No, <laughs> no, she is not good in this movie at no. all. She probably shows why she didn't, you know, blow up after this. I would right. have to say my favorite character was Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson? <laughs> really? You liked Super Duper. Well, I like the fact that he was on the side of the band. No, he wasn't. He was on the side of no. himself. Yeah, he was a turd. So this movie's satire about the whole recording industry, right? Right. They don't play good how... songs on the on the radio because they they aren't what's hot. They can't be what's hot if they don't get played. The real right. musicians it's... suffer while the crap musicians like the Sons of Thunder, Thunder. get all their recognition and their songs sucked. <laughs> yeah. But and their like, stupid there's... little outfits were stupid and you know, oh, it was ugh. They're it was so bad. Dumb. They were they were not good, but somehow they have a record a record label and, or they have a recording contract and yep. the Lone Rangers don't don't. But that's the we're going to get into the part that I kind of liked about this movie is they don't play the song. You never hear their song. Yes, you not, hear snippets not, of it here and there, right? 
not but in its entirety. You don't get to hear the whole thing until the end. Yeah. So you're wondering, you're left wondering, are, are these guys even any good? Are they going all through this for nothing? Right. I mean, they think they're good, of course. Right. But. They believe in themselves. But I think that's a cool move not to play their song so you don't have any opinion whether or not they As deserve. whether or not. Right. Yeah. And it, their song is actually <laughs> a cover. A cover? Mm-hmm. What's that mean? Um, their Somebody song, else actually yeah. recorded it first. Their song Degenerated is a uh, cover of a punk song by this band called Reagan Youth. Hmm. So the actress is Amy Locane. Yeah, she's just... Oh, oh Amy Locane. She's been in other stuff, too. She has. A couple things, but nothing big. But I found yeah. a movie I think I want us to watch. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Where are we in the movie? Anywhere? So, we just talk about whatever you want. So, Beavis and Butthead well, they, show up. Beavis oh. and Butthead do show up. Yeah. They call in they break into the a, radio. Basically what these guys do is they want to get their song played. They can't get it done by conventional means. They're going to break into a radio station and get the DJ, who's Joe Montana, to play the song for them. And but... They Rex. only have like some weird. He, he brings a reel to reel. Who who has yeah. that? Because he's a perfectionist and it's he likes the way. Well, nobody I've had never it in nineteen ninety four. Reel to reel. I know. You know, at the very but yeah, he least thought, they have cassettes. He thought it sounded yeah. He thought it sounded better that way than on on the cassette. He says something like, "On the cassette, it sounds like somebody stepped on my nuts." Yeah, or my something. background yeah. vocals make me. Step What's on a cassette? My yeah, exactly. Get your pencils. Just whip off a CD <laughs> real quick. So, and then right. Steve Buscemi's character Rex has a short fuse, and when Michael McKeon, you know, pushes his buttons a little bit, he goes a little too far, and they have these toy water pistols that Steve Buscemi stole from the toy store from and, back in the day, bef- when uh, toy Uzis actually looked like Uzis. Oh yeah, they looked legit too. So they they mm-hmm. take everybody in the radio station hostage with their toy Uzis and filled with hot sauce. Yep. I don't know. Spirals well, out of control from like there. Well, looks like it was filled with water. <laughs> well, in the when he's first showing off the Uzis, he's like, "Yeah, I like to put hot sauce in them," and right, you know, spray it right in their eyes. And I was really and... waiting for a scene for them to shoot into their mouth and have everyone watch. You know, like he <gasps> he shoots his burrito with it. Right, but <laughs> one was filled with water, so I'm waiting for them to like shoot water That's in their mouth. That's what I like... know her from. Cry baby. Sorry. <gasps> That's the movie I was going to recommend. We watched. Oh, sweet! <gasps> I Jesus. love that movie so much. I've I never hate seen it, it so much. Hmm. Cool. We're watching it. <laughs> the, the, the just to show you how stupid these guys are. When they first try to break into the radio station, they try to use Pip's bank card. <laughs> yeah, what is that? So they just they think any random card being shoved into any random card reader and punching in your code will open your it. Your pin number yep, will open it. That's how it works. So that, and when that doesn't work, they. He spits coke into the thing because he's going to short circuit it. Stupid. Are you serious? They're so dumb. Yeah. Just so then they're going to like climb up the bill or they climb up the building, but Pip uh, Adam Sandler's character is is late or something. I don't know. He's standing no, he's right just, in front of the he's door, looking at the door, and then the girl opens the door and hits him in the face. Right. So she's like, "Oh, you know," and they're flirting or whatever, and cool. And, <laughs> Brendan Fraser drops his bag from the from the roof. Yeah, I mean that should have been their the plan all along. Closing. Just wait for somebody to come out. Right, but they're oh, stupid. Well. And so they take advantage of the unexpected opportunity and oh yeah, that's get pretty much the radio station. Their whole thing is just butt humping their way through life. No plans. Right, right. Butt humping. And I, I yep, forgot yep, too yep. that they mention very early on in the movie that there's going to be a format change at KPPX Rebel Radio. They're going easy listening. <laughs> yeah. But nobody, only Michael McKeon and Michael Richards know about it. Yeah. He has, Michael McKeon hasn't told anybody. What do you guys think about a mustachioed Kramer? Oh, it's weird. He's weird. I, I, he, he acts so like, normal while does all these Kramery things. Yeah. Right. Right, he's not Kramer, but he he is Kramer. And that it's, is it's weird. Yeah, seems he, like he can't break out of that role. So he's talking at the very beginning, and he goes, "I have to go get some something for some hemorrhoids. I got to go see my proctologist." 
And yeah. all I could think of was the time that he got the wrong license plate on Seinfeld. And he was the ass man. <laughs> and he, he got some proctologist's vanity plate. Oh. Right. Yeah, it was a pretty good episode. We'll have to see it. But it brings me back to the scene with Chris Farley and he's in the club <sighs> looking for Chaz's girlfriend. Kayla. Kayla. <laughs> and these big bad guys come up. And they're trying to like, I don't know. They're demeaning him because he's fat. Yeah. Right. So he and, rips the dude's nipple ring off. And he's like, improvise. Like, yeah. <laughs> like What are you going to do about it, fatty? He rips his nipple <laughs> ring off. That's oh. hilarious. Yep. Rest in peace, well, Ernie Chris Farley. Hudson, right. Well, Ernie Hudson had told him earlier in the movie, you know, you don't ever break the rule or you never break the law, but sometimes you got to bend it. Yeah, you can't, can't play by the rules strictly. Right. Which is good, I guess. Oh. And then they come up with I this guess. stupid plan to make this horrible list of demands. Oh that yeah, are so they random. can plead insanity. Like, yeah, they. I think they just, you know, and hey, they, they got nude pictures funny. of B. Arthur. <laughs> they got nude pictures of B. Arthur. They also a got cottage. a helmet full of cottage cheese mm-hmm. that and a Farley. giant baby bottle, and that's so nice. <sighs> just so much weird stuff. And then when the cops deliver it at all he's just like man we should have made the list weirder (laughs) (laughs) oh man so there's another dead person in this movie reggie kathy he's the uh the black dude the uh malcolm x wannabe the militant black dude yeah Mm -hmm. dude had one of the best voices of all time he's a great actor he's pretty great he was pretty great in this movie i enjoyed him quite a bit He's real good he on House of Steve Cards. He hates Steve Buscemi and... right from the beginning. Oh, yeah. And he runs Manu out. a swine. As soon as he realizes he can escape, he just ran for it. Like, get me he out of here. He punches Steve Buscemi in the face first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, He's like, great. shut your pie hole. He's like, what is that? Some cracker saying? Some cracker slang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. <laughs> and because they're massive oh. morons, these guys actually finagle themselves a way to get on air and they ruin it they completely ruin it right but everyone loves the fact that they took over a radio station it's headlines it's so rock and roll yeah so of course everyone wants to listen to them and i'm like yeah they're playing good good music too and it's i don't know it's It, it, it was a whole thing you know like you know Steve Buscemi is going through all the records that they had at the radio station. He's like, why don't you ever play this stuff? And Michael McKeon's all like, well, you know, it's if it's so good, then why isn't it at the top of the charts? Well, Because you never you play them, babe. It. Right. And it's just... And Joe Montana is the, you know, he's the DJ and ultimately ends up being on the side of the Lone Rangers. Right. He's on the side of rock and roll. Lone Rangers? Right. If you're a Lone Ranger, shouldn't be one. Yeah, yeah, that's also a, you know, a thing. As soon as he tells them their band name, he's like, you can't pluralize Lone Ranger. You're not exactly <laughs> lone if there's three of you. <laughs> doesn't make any sense the lone wolves that'll be our band <laughs> right <name. laughs> yeah dun, 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 dun. and all we're gonna dun, do is dun. different uh variations uh, in different uh, styles of the uh, golden girls I theme song talk like this oh that would be fantastic we'll do it hard rock we'll do it opera whatever so we're right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we should totally do that so mm-hmm. rest in peace chris farley he's great in this movie i really liked uh adam sandler when he wa- first walks out and they're trying to escape and he, he mirrors the cop. <laughs> and he starts doing his little monkey walk. <laughs> and a weird robot thing. Yeah, that was, that was funny. And then he <laughs> so says, the cop like reaches for his holster, he runs back in. Let me in, let me in. <laughs> yeah, they, me, they get in way over their heads. The best part was when they're making the list, he goes, I just don't want to, I, I don't want anything. I just don't want to go outside. Yeah. Right. I was so afraid. <laughs> I was like... I can't go to prison. I'm fragile. Yeah. <laughs> Which takes me to, I don't know, the the line that I remember most from this movie is when Steve Buscemi's trying to get him to talk tough. Oh, right. oh yeah. And Steve Buscemi, like, rattles off this cuss, you know, filled Riddle, thing. Riddle, ridiculous line. It's, and... it's, you know, he's degenerate, basically. And then Adam Sandler's like, against the wall, please. <laughs> Thank you. He's like, tougher, tougher. <laughs> if you don't do what I say, I'm going to stab your head off. 
With what, man? With what? <laughs> with what? With my dick. <laughs> and blood's gonna come out, and there's nothing you can do about it because I'm a madman. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that makes me so laugh. on. It makes me laugh still to this day. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Steve Buscemi rats Milo out by accident. He's like, hey, he's got all this easy listening crap. And Joe Montana's like, you don't even listen to music. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love how they drag him around the the radio station by his phony Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. (laughs) Why do you even have one, you dork? Because he's a dork. That's who he is. I know. He's a douche. And, it's and so then there's tiny. the SWAT team leader. Oh, yeah. Who's geez. trying to take over the scene because he's all angry because his wife is banging Pip, apparently. No, not Pip, just a pool boy. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> and just hearing that Pip's a pool boy makes him go crazy. Makes him go nuts, and they give uh, Michael Richards a freaking MP5. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, what got me was the fact that they're on the phone for like. To me, it seemed like a long time. Well, yeah, he's telling he's, them the whole story. He is. I'm I like, leave one pair of underwear with the tiniest little poop streak in it. And she starts one or three. Like, get some boundaries, dude. Yeah. Like, you're telling a perfect stranger your life story. Ugh. Too personal. And apparently that you can't wipe properly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who wants to know that? No one. Nobody. You can just keep that right to yourself. Uh-huh. But it did, this movie did remind me of the strange love stories that happened in the 90s with, I love you, I hate you. Oh, that's just, you know, that's just young and they're rock and roll people and, uh. It's all about emotion. They got passion. They're so we passionate. We gotta destroy stuff. And they end up together, right. I guess. Yeah something i think so yeah she's there at the prison in the end spoiler mm-hmm. alert yeah oh yeah so it ends with them going to jail well we but, gotta well, we also have to give a rest in peace to harold ramus he's in this movie as a fake record producer oh yes. yeah but they you know they sniff it out immediately and they start asking him rock and roll questions that he gives the wrong answers to and he's a cop you know that whole thing and trick question lemmy is god <laughs> i think that's why i liked Whatever his name was, who was the DJ? Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Because it seemed like even though Chaz was smart, he was always there to back him up, and then he kind of helped. Yeah, him this kind was of this. Form. This relied on Joe Montana as much as it did those idiots. Yeah, right. I mean, when Michael Richards is pop, you know, popping that MP5 or whatever out of the ceiling and. Joe Mantegna hits him with a baby bottle and he drops the gun and he picks it up and he's like aiming it at Brendan Fraser and they're just looking at each other like, what do we do now? He just hands the he gun. He just hands over. him he's the like, gun. So, yep. yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't, I'm on your side, dude. Yep. And I like that. It was a nice, you know, nod, so to speak, to rock yeah. and roll. But I think at this point, wasn't rock and roll dead? No. no. There was, was well, I just... mean, like heavy metal. No, no. I mean, rate. Right here is is basically, I don't know. It's not dead. You have like the beginning of the grunge movement and the transition into different styles of rock and all that good stuff. They de- White Zombie debuts a song in this movie. Oh. Yeah, this is the debut of Dragula. Gotcha. You know, I just remember at this point, I never listened to any more metal music after this. Well, metal, you know, transitioned Big in, time. in a few different ways. In, in the 80s, it turned into hair metal. It's kind of like the and sound then in the 90s. Audio and then, when the audio, no. No. And then the and 90s brought in, you know, like super, you know, thrash metal and, and yes. black metal. And, and you know, metal's still alive. The There's diversion. still tons of metal music today. Oh, yeah. But, like, I rock itself is, it. is transitioned into this weird place, but. Right. Gotcha. Look, look. Yeah. So at one at some point, Judd Nelson ends up back at or ends up at the radio station, and he wants to sign these guys because he's seen them on the news. He sees this oh, giant rock concert. He says thing that's early happening. in the movie, "I should have known. I should have known this guy was just a ticking time bomb." Uh, right. And he says, "If if there's songs in English, it's a gold record at least." Exactly. So he is ready to cash in on this media circus and. Mm-hmm. 
and they're excited because they, you know, he's a real record exec. They know that because, you know, he got thrown out of from, you know, when he was talking to him earlier. So they're everybody's really excited except for Brendan Fraser because he's like, he hasn't even heard our song. Yeah, he's about the music. He's legit. He's about the music. He doesn't want just a record. He wants to be a famous rock and roll star and he wants he wants his music to be heard. And he says as much in a couple different ways, and that's what gets Joe Montana really on his side because he's like, "Oh, this guy's legit. This guy really loves rock and roll. He's not just looking for fame, right? Like the right. Sons of Thunder, right? I mean, there's a point where Brendan Fraser wipe literally wipes his butt yeah. with the record contract because the dude hasn't heard the song yet. So Judd Nelson gets him to sign, gets him to sign by promising him that. If he does so, the lawyers from Palantine Records will get him off for right. this whole hostage situation. You mean it, man? We won't have to go to jail? Come on. Vince Neil did 30 days, yeah. and he killed right. somebody. <laughs> right? So they, and he's like, but, you, you know, but I, I want my song to be heard. So he flies in a freaking uh, stage. And oh, yeah, full stage. Gonna, they're going to make a, a music video. A fake. And he doesn't play the song. No, they well, bash the, the song. The song. Well, the song's playing in the background. You know, it's yeah. He's not going to lip sync. So instead, they just destroy right. the stage. Right. And it leads I, to. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that they ever sign with Palantine Records. I don't think so either. I mean, Judd Nelson told him, "You do what I tell you to," or you know, my or our labels walking. You know, the la- the Palantine lawyers and everything else are it's gone. The song is playing, and we finally get to hear it. Yep. Brendan Fraser's really singing it in it, too. Yep. That's his vocals and the other two members that created the music are uh, Jay Younger and Sean Usalt from uh, White Zombie. Hmm. Oh, okay. They play the instruments, which I don't know if Steve Buscemi or Brendan Fraser can really play, but I know Adam Sandler can play the drums, so I don't know if he's... He's drumming, maybe. You know, he's he's probably he's playing on set. Obviously, I don't know how accurate he is, or I don't know if Frazier's really playing. The song's not too hard to play, right? You know, it's a punk song. It's three chords, <laughs> simple beat. But the oh, solos like, will be tough. You know, it's like it's like they got the slop. You know, it's kind of power like slop. slop. <laughs> power slop, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it is it is Frazier singing though. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what and do you think about the song? Jail. I mean, from what I could hear, it was all right. You know, no. it's hard to hear over the talking and the screaming and, you know, the Is thrashing it worth all the, the stage. No. Probably not. I didn't think so either. The song's fine. I don't even remember what the song was about. That's how... I was They're like, degenerated. This no. Yeah. Our minds are vegetated. <laughs> Johnny doing out on a Tuesday night. Johnny can't read and Johnny can't write. He okay. just don't understand. Okay, Johnny, go to jail. <laughs> Johnny don't care about the world as long as he can do his girl. Johnny Cash saying And prove that jail. he's a man. No. He's saying his in jail. burning ring of fire. He's saying in prison. Yeah. But he wasn't actually in no. prison. He, he did a concert just went to the pr- Right, he just went to the prison Folsom and did a concert. Prison. But anyways, the song is what it is. Um, yeah, it's fine. They, uh, so they go to jail and they let him play there and stuff. Joe Montaigne is now their agent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he gets them a triple platinum record. Mm-hmm. At least that's and what they tell us. Yeah. Right. And everything works out for the Lone Rangers. Yeah. The Lone Rangers. <laughs> so now we need to find out how we all rate it. Uh, if I'm rating just Kayla, she gets a negative four. <laughs> right. No, it's uh, overall rating, Joseph. Oh, okay. Well, what do you rate it? I rated it 6 out of 10. There are so many actors in this movie. It wasn't as bad as I thought. So, At the very least, it's fun well, and it's short. Yes, it's fun right. and short. That's why it gets higher than a 5. Well, I'm surprised. I, I kind of expected you to give this like a 2. Mm, I rate it. <laughs> I also rated it a 6. Um, it held up better than I expected it to. I remember loving this movie back in, you know, 1994, 95. But again, I was eight. I didn't know what a good movie was at all. So, no, I, a, I wouldn't say this is a I good fully, movie. 
no, 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 no. But I fully anticipated watching it and hating it, you know, thinking it was garbage. Right. And that wasn't the case. I mean, it wasn't fantastic. It wasn't a super well done movie, but it was a lot of fun to watch. And I, I did enjoy myself while I was watching it. So I give it a six. Yeah, for sure. What I liked about what I what I like about it is like it's it felt like a Saturday Night Live movie. You know how those superstar and those movies would eventually come out. A Night the Roxbury. Yeah, yeah. It just felt like a Saturday Night Live movie. It's small. Um, it's short. It's compact, but it isn't too small and it isn't too big. It's not like it's. It felt like TV. It felt like a movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's like perfect guilty pleasure material. Mm-hmm. because it has so many good actors in it and everybody's so funny and everybody does such a good job except for Kayla. Yeah. Um, I, I do recommend people watch it, although I do rate it a six and you can't get more serendipitously rock and roll than that. Six, 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 right guys? Right. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to she just headbanged, but nice. made the weirdest noise. <laughs> she like SpongeBob headbanging. I, 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 I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Perfect guilty pleasure material. Absolutely. And, you know, it just makes me miss people too. Man, I miss Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. He was so funny. He Dude was. was a genius. Harold Ramis. So funny. Wow. Oh man. Yeah, I miss a lot of those people. You know. And I'm glad Brendan Fraser's coming back. He's in the FX series about, uh, gosh, what's it called? I can't think of it. I don't know, actually. Uh-huh. It's They just made a movie on it, All the Money in the World. It's behind, it's the same thing. Trust. Hmm. Interesting. Have you watched it? I have not yet. Um, it's about the Paul Getty kidnapping. I don't know if you guys are aware of that case. I'm not. I'm not familiar with who... With any of that. Who's Paul Getty? Um, uh, John Paul Getty. It was, a, I think, a news magnate. Billionaire. And his son was kidnapped by Italian mafia and ordered ransom, and he said no. Or not his son. His nephew? Nephew. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah. He said no? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they just made a movie about it, and that's the one where they took Kevin Spacey out. Oh, right, right, right. And they had Marky Mark, and there was more drama with that because when Michelle Williams went back to do reshoots, they only paid her per diem, and Marky Mark got a million bucks, but had nothing to do with because he's a man. It's just that's what his contract was. Mm. Right. She should have negotiated yeah. a better contract. You can negotiate, you know. Yep. Interesting. Yep. And good on Jennifer Lawrence because she came out and said something to that effect. She's like, I didn't realize at first, you know, you're just so happy to get a deal that you don't realize that you can say no. Right. Like now, right. I, I mean, now I tell them no, and they give me what I want. Right. I mean, contract negotiations are negotiations for a reason. I mean, it's just like, you know, uh, you know, so and so makes more money than I do. Okay. Well, have you asked for more money? Have you yep. threatened to quit the way that they threatened to quit? Oh and, man, people you know, made such a big deal about stuff about Gal Gadot only making you know twenty million or whatever. No, two hundred fifty thousand for Wonder Woman. Right. But that's what Chris Evans got paid for Captain America, so whatever. Yeah, whatever. Speaking of Captain America. Yeah, speaking of Captain America, next week we're going to do Avengers. We're going to talk about, and we'll probably talk about all the movies that came before, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain America, and Thor. Um, We'll probably Mm -hmm. touch on them a little bit because they're all involved. And we're going to head up to Infinity War. I'm so excited. I'm excited. It looks I'm so, so good. I'm so excited. It looks so good. Yep. I'm so excited like Jesse Spano. I'm going to take some caffeine pills and stay up all night <laughs> studying. No what? dose. No. Sorry, that was one of the worst <laughs> Saved by the Bells ever. Right? And that's saying uh, something. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Avengers next week, guys. It's not a bad movie, so... I don't know what, why we're doing it. Um, just in the lead up to Infinity War, I suppose. Which is probably also not going to be bad. Oh, it's not. It's going to be amazing. 
but we're gonna moan all Why over don't it. you guys go down to the gym and pump each other? Okay, Otto, maybe we will. The gym sounds nice today, since it's raining. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't know what that means, or why you said it. But there we are, guys. That is Airheads next week, Avengers. Thank you for listening. As always, hit us up at moviedummies.com for movie reviews about Shannon. Hallmark movies. Movie reviews. Shannon's been doing all of them. We've all been super busy, but... Shannon. I just I just suck at movie reviews. Whatever. It's okay. I'll keep nice all the excuse. traffic going. So until it's... then, <laughs> till next week, fellas, ladies. There's no fellas here. It's just me. Uh, yeah, I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm Shannon. And I'm Angela. I mean, I'm Angela. Uh, Bruce. Uh, 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 yay. Yeah. Michael Bay. Make, do it again. I don't want to hear that voice ever again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, that's it. She Sorry. actually got it right the you first time. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the voice. Maybe you have to do that voice every time you say yay, Michael Bay. Uh, uh, Stop I, it! I can't. <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of... Adam Sandler. Stop it! <laughs> you keep your mouth shut if you knew it was good for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Inconceivable! So- you gonna just play so every much. drop? Disappointed! You can't say how you feel. This is how I feel. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, me bags. Remember to check us out on moviedummies.com and I'll catch you on the flippity flop.